It's time again for the Scotty Johnny Podcast with your host, Scotty Johnny himself, John Barnett, and the ego himself, Cheddar Talk, Aaron Flottam, talking Wisconsin sports, NFL through D3, college hockey, doesn't matter. Two mics, two crusty vets, two opinions, one based in reality and one based in what do you bet on Twitter? With music by Delete Great Cars and Trucks. Here's John and Aaron. Welcome, welcome, one and all. Welcome into the Scotty Johnny Podcast. I am your not-so-humble host, Jonathan Barnett, and with me, as per usual, I bring you Cheddar Talk, Aaron Flottam. Hey, John, what's going on, man? Hey, we got to have a face-to-face. We did. We had a great time because uh, we had my annual family uh, get-together in Milwaukee where we go down and see a game at, or we're going to call it County Stadium now just, just for yeah, the I'm sake of it. Yeah, I'm just going County Stadium yeah. now because I'm sick of the arguments between AmFam Field and the... <laughs> people holding out on Miller Park in the stupid arguments. I'm just going to call it County Stadium again. So your dad your dad liked the idea, I think. It's fine. So. <laughs> he was telling me about one time he was at a game in May and it was snowing. Mm-hmm. I, like I was that at thing. that game. That was a Boy Scout game. Um, yes. Yeah, when we drove over from Point, uh, I think I bought a – uh, one of those, like, they look like the batting helmets or, like, the catcher helmet type thing, like the, the hard yes. helmet hats. I right. bought one of those at the time. Like uh, BJ Sir Huff used to wear. Yeah. yeah. Except for there's no actual padding and it has not and it has to tell you like don't don't use this for safety. This thing right. is not like safe. John yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh yeah. I mean like that one eventually I had that one and I got I went out and bought I think a Colorado Rockies one some other place. And I had two of those. Oh, I leaned hard into the Rockies when they were first an expansion team, man. Oh, I had a Rockies windbreaker when they, they came had, out. They had purple in their colors, man. Nobody else had purple. Yeah. Uh but I we, we, we kind of treated them like batting helmets when we just play in the backyard and stuff like right. that. We knew they wouldn't actually protect us. But my mm-hmm. buddy Tim, one time, we went and played. This was actually a brilliant idea. We went across the street, and uh, there was a, an outdoor ice rink there. And we'd play in there because then you got an actual fence. There so, you, you know, like, boom. There's only, it's just Dan, my brother Dan, Tim, and I. And mm-hmm. Tim throws up the baseball helmet and smacks it with a bat, like our wood bat. And of course, shatters it into several pieces. Yeah, and I was million, like, billion pieces, yeah. sort of like, crap, Tim. But then me, I turn it around. I turn it around because I look out for people and their feelings. And he just destroyed my property and I didn't have a lot. I was like, Tim, now we've got bases. Good oh. thinking. So we had, we had plates. Look we had... at you. Always the, always the kind man. <laughs> Looking out for that stuff. But yeah, no, my buddy Tim, who, uh, the, Northwest Law School graduate now. So, yeah, he's <laughs> going to, I, have to do I, big, I, great things. Point, I feel like I'm the only one who's not a law school graduate, by the way. So, no, anyway, so it was yeah. good to see you. Uh, mine and your families maybe see each other twice a year. This is twice in two months, three months that we've actually seen each other. Uh, we talk 45 to 47 weeks a year. Yeah. Um, and, but we see each other face to face maybe twice a year. Yeah. So, it was super fun, and uh, good to it see was very gracious of your family to invite us. Uh, John and his family invited us to come into the suites there. They paid for our tickets and everything. We just had to show up and drink their beer and sit out there and watch <laughs> the best game of the Brewers uh, Atlanta series, yeah. which went right down to the wire. Uh, Devin Williams loading the bases in the ninth. Um, but uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it was it was very cool. It was very nice. Uh, I haven't seen Mike in forever. I've never met your brother Dan before. Face to face. And that's the other thing, too. It's like I'm sitting here in the Barnett suite meeting your mom and dad face to face, I think, for the first time. I'm trying to think. I don't know. 
brother Dan and Emily definitely for the first time face to face. And yeah, and we I, all play fantasy I, football I, I together. I haven't seen I haven't seen Mike in twelve years. It's been face a bit. to face. It's been so a hot minute. Yeah, I, I see that he's. I, I appreciate that he's turned into Mario. He's so. uh, my brother, Mike. If since none of you, <laughs> many of you at least, have, have not met. Mike Mike is Bernie Brewer. He is just cosplaying yeah. Bernie Brewer for the last <laughs> yeah, like seven years. He's got a that very mustache is awesome. It is a very large mustache. Perfect. He, he has but actually he gone he looks like real life Bernie Brewer. He has gone to Halloween parties as Bernie Brewer. That's what he as well done. he should. Yeah. He he's got it down. It's it's the best. Yeah. I love it. Um, I mean, and just twirl that thing up a little bit. He could go uh, next year as Raleigh Fingers. Too, right. So. My my son, you know, Josh, he, he does say that that's probably the only reason Mike is still single. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, there is that. Yeah. But anyhow, we'll just say uh, thank you for joining us again for another week of Wisconsin sports. And uh, we want to remind you that you can still find us on Twitter. Uh, we don't have a threads or X. mastodon I mean, just it's, yet. It's not, it's not Twitter anymore. It's X. It still shows up as a little bird. Either way, whatever it is, we're on there. And I am our, our show itself. First off is at Scotty Johnny pod. You can find me at not so humble host. And Aaron, where are you available? I am available at Cheddar Talk at Cheddar Talk, which might turn into Cheddar Talk X. No, just a, neat. Just Fabulous. A, uh, no, I won't do that. Well, maybe I will. Nobody cares. All right. So. All right. Well, let's kick into everything that we've got to talk about this week, and we'll start everything off with our main event. Starting things off with the main event. So the main event is still Brewers because they are the only ones still playing meaningful games. We, we will start from what? where we're recording Packers training camp tomorrow, but we'll get into all of that in a little bit. Um, Brewers, as we just said, they lose the series to the Braves. The the rubber match was the last game on uh, Sunday there, and they lose 4-2 to two in that game in kind of the weirdest fashion they've lost a game recently um, because this bullpen has been locked in. They have been right. just, um, you know, Pagero and Piamps and Miller and Milner and Uribe, uh, you know, followed up by Devin Williams, have been great they have been fantastic you just get at this point you've got the feeling that if we can get to the the sixth seventh inning if we can get six innings from our starter we're great if we are tied at the end of the six i think we win like i just i just have that feeling well that's how it was that's that was the 2019 team too yeah it just was uh when they rolled out um uh help me out here when it was knable uh uh Oh yeah, and they had Knable and the Jeffers, the, and then Hater. Yeah, they had all three. Basically, they had three closers rolled out in a row. Right, exactly. And I mean, they just absolutely shut down. And the couple of years before that, too, back when Knable was the the closer, too. Yeah. Like, I mean, that's how it felt. But you know, as you're about to explain, sometimes good hitting beats good <laughs> pitching. So there's there's a couple times in there because yeah, the the Braves. Down two to one. I mean, the Brewers were up two one, and they get uh, they they hit Pagero. They get the three run home run, which honestly Saturday that was the only runs they scored. I mean, the Brewers get that four to three win uh, again, where the Brewers can get to four, they're winning. Um, but we get that one where it's four to three win. The only runs Atlanta scored was that one three run home run. It was a single, the um, mm-hmm. leadoff single, uh, Acuna. And then a walk, and then I forget his name. He, he just 
It was a really good pitch, though. Like we were talking, Albies, like Albies, Albies hit the home. Albies hit that that one. Um, yeah. it, uh, th- I'm saying the one on Saturday. Oh, um, sorry, yeah, that, that was, was um, the uh, Owen, uh, right? Third, third baseman, um, Austin. Oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I just pull up the box. This is good second. podcasting, right here. Yeah, uh, I mean, like, but the the thing is, like, uh, the pitch, like you say, sometimes you're like, oh well, you know, just make a mistake here and there. But that was a good pitch. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, that was and, and, and also Hauser, Hauser in that, pitching. And Hauser that game on Saturday, like he, except for that little what you're we're just describing Riley. right now. Then it came back out and struck out ten more people after that. Yeah, it was Riley really gets the, liked, the home run. Locked it, locked it down. Yeah, Austin Riley. Thank you. Yeah, and if you Absolutely. look at that pitch, it is right-handed pitch coming back and down inside. Um, you know, Off like the plate. Yeah. yeah, like he has to come down and in. It's not even a strike. No. Um, Riley just went down, got it, and and took it four hundred twenty-two feet. Which is a, which is a testament to how well the how good a, their lineup is stupid. When you it get was, RCA batting two eighty-nine with an OPS of seven ninety. Because you got an eighth, you kind of got a pitch to him in that order, and, and we're rolling out Winker at four with, with the a game on the line. Fifty, yeah. Like we said, with the game on the line, they left their nine hitter in mm-hmm. because they're not taking him out for somebody else. That they hit one through nine really well on that team. That's the best team in baseball. And Devin Williams had to pitch around him because he was a lefty, yeah. mm-hmm. and he would rather he had to deal. He would rather deal with uh, Cunha than a left-handed batter at that point. And he got, Devin Williams got, I mean, he, he had a load on yeah. Saturday night too. He took a, he took a lot of pitches that dude stole first, second and third in his major league debut. He didn't have any other stats in the book, nothing in the field, no at bats, just two stolen bases on stupid two pitches, <laughs> you know? And that was, I watched you start crying. John. What? No, yeah. I did not. Oh, you were crying. I saw it in your eyes. You have to be kidding You're me. like, what is going on here? I was upset. I did not cry, so we're very clear on that. I was getting frustrated. I was jumping a, a little bit. <laughs> I was jumping a little bit, though. Yeah, I was... we, we just sounded like just sound like Ross and King Jeffrey, uh, the uh, the King Lawler, right there. Like <laughs> I saw you crying. You're like, no, I didn't. I didn't cry at all. Yeah, not at all. Or we just turned uh, into WWE uh, ringside announcer. Right there. It's our it's our real calling, I, honestly. Yeah. Uh, when no, did I become Jim Ross and you became Jerry? The, no, no, oh no, no. I, I mean, I was, I was getting frustrated. Like, there's that part. Like, I would have felt way worse earlier in the season, but this one, I really felt like, I don't know. Just having watched this last month, I felt the Brewers were going to win that game. Uh, I just, I was like, yeah, no, this is a, this is where they do it. This is where it works out, and and the Brewers find a way to make make this end, and they're going to win this game. And that, but I was still, you know, jumping. Obviously, was, we were standing, we're in a box. I'm standing in the front row of it and just kind of bouncing a little bit. It's like, oh, geez, no, we can't do this again. I don't need extra innings. I mean, it'd be nice to stay in the box for longer, but I didn't really need the extra innings. It was late. Um, but no, it was that was a great game. And and quite honestly, this is you know, with the one well, yesterday, well, luckily, like you luckily said. Luckily, we picked that game and not the other two games in the series. Right, the right, right. Um, Albus gets the the three run home run the next night on Sunday. And that means the Brewers lose a series, which is the first one they have lost since well, like before the All Star break. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they uh, they didn't win the Cubs series, but they didn't lose it. They went two to two, and that was you know. And then they'd won the series before that, I believe too. So it's like they have not actually 
lost a series since I'm just trying to go through here. So yeah, beat the Pirates. They didn't that's the only series they lost in July. Like the hottest team in there. They they won the series against the Mets. Uh, one series against the Guardians. Last series they lost was June nineteenth through twenty first, a three game set against the Diamondbacks. Uh two to one. And so this one too, they lose two to one. So I mean, again, you know, they're, they're not getting swept in that one. But uh, playing with, quite honestly, I'm watching that team. That's the best team in baseball. It's the best team in baseball. I mean, it's, and they were close on Friday night. I mean, they were close enough. They were close enough to to sweep it. But I mean, that's it's kind of telling the tale there too. Plus, on uh, disclosure on uh, Saturday night, the the starter for the Braves, he was also making his major league debut. Because mm-hmm. I remember me and you were talking about in the fifth inning how close, how quick they were to pull him. Yeah, he only had like seventy he, pitches. Because he was getting shot. That was his major league debut. Like so so we were also seeing not their best pitcher, but just some of their running up. There's a lot of debuts that night. Let's not even we didn't even gotten to Sal Freilich being uh Superman on his debut on Saturday night. Also something else we got to see. But uh I mean that's how razor thin it is with this Atlanta team and the Brewers. And the thing is, I think what's was a little bit hard to take as a Brewers fan is that the Brewers pitching as good as it is is not as good as the Braves hitting. Not quite. The Brave, it, it, in a seven-game series, the Braves hitting will outlast the Brewers pitching. Yes, and, I think that's And it, it's going to be like, um, I, I don't think it was last year, but two years ago when they won the won the Central and then lost like two to one, one to oh, zero. Oh, yeah, and, that Braves team. Three to two. To the Braves, who ended up winning the World Series, yeah, you know, and it's 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 the exact same scenario. Scenario. I'm going to start saying that as well too now. Scenario. I'm going to start calling it <laughs> scenario, and not Miller Park or Amfam. I'm going to call it County Stadium. I'm going to start saying scenario and schedule, um, Shit. instead of ske- instead of schedule. Um, but uh, it's it's when 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 you're playing these games where your where team is so bad at hitting and the Brewers. You know, it's we were talking about this during the the pregame when we were getting ready for the podcast here. Um, it's it's hard when because you were complaining that it's always first and second, second and third, and then nothing happens when your lineup is only sixty six percent proficient on hitting, and you're just praying that the other third of the lineup's doing something. Trang hit a home run last night that still hasn't landed. <laughs> that dude got into one like you won't yeah. believe and landed halfway up in the second deck. Dude's a rookie. Then. I mean, there, there's there's potential anywhere. But when we were sitting there at the game the other night looking at that, that scoreboard and you're looking at the OPS and and the Braves, oh, yeah. the Braves' seventh hitter has a better OPS than any brewer. Than, <laughs> no, except except for Yelich. Yeah. And except for Sal Fralick, who was running a 2,000 at one point. You know, so how, 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 yeah, it was so good. But, uh, and then Owen, Owen, Owen Miller's got a good OPS. Um, uh, but I mean, when you're rolling yeah. out Winker yeah. as your number four against the Braves, are you kidding me? Like, everyone wants to knock why? Well, we got to keep Hero down because you can't prove himself. We've got Jesse Winker hitting cleanup against the Braves on Fox. Sunday, Saturday night baseball. 
Yeah. And how are you going to beat the Atlanta Braves with that? You're not going to beat the Atlanta Braves with that. You did that night. Well, that's the only night he started, I think. So Right, right. I mean, but but that's your DH? Only probably because he's left-handed. And Craig Council was trying something. Yeah. But, I mean... That's that's how these are. That's how these series are gonna. It's it's gonna end up the same way it did in twenty twenty one, against the Braves before they went on the world win the World Series. The pitching is amazing. The Brewers pitching is stellar, but at some point, when you don't have the bats to even come close, like if they were half of what Atlanta's batting order was, they'd be fine. And then you'd be like, Whew. but they're not even. They're they're twenty five percent of what Atlanta's got coming up to the plate. And Atlanta's pitching isn't bad. No, it's not you, bad. You're not, you're, you're, it's not bad. It's not as good as the Brewers. It's not even close. But you, if the if the Brewers, but the Brewers hitting two, is bad. If, if, if they're only giving up two runs, and you're not winning, that's a sad state of affairs. Yeah, yeah. This is the problem I mean, is, you, is like you, their this, pitching's not bad, but our hitting is bad. Which is weird because like ten years ago it was the complete opposite thing. Like the Brewers could score runs at a premium, but we were rolling out. Uh, uh, what was his name? Uh, uh, we got him from the uh, Cardinals. Um, oh, Loge? Supon. Oh, Supon. Supon. Supon, who's rolling across eighty-three mile an hour fastballs. You know, like, and he's our number two pitcher. You know, yeah. So it's you know it, it, it's such a weird thing, and I mean I know it's the market, and this is what you have. Yeah. And the Brewers are doing a really good job with it, but this is the the the, the razor thin margin of when you're a small market fighting against everybody else. Like, go get Goldschmidt, please, <laughs> and drop they'll, him number three. They'll never, they'll never send him here. So here's here's, here's I'm going to segue from that into something else here, and I'm going to kind of kind of twist it back here in a moment. But we, we got, got to witness Cardinals. Why wouldn't they give us Goldschmidt? Well, Supon wasn't a trade. He was a free agent. They were willing to you let him go for nothing. Stop your mouth. <laughs> I don't like what you're saying right now. Um, I have my thoughts. I know. It was a good thought. It would be great if we could do it. I have I'm, my I'm, thoughts. I'm, I'm all in favor of that being true and that working. Um, but so here's, here's the one thing. We, you and I and our families, got to witness in person Sal Freilich's first big league game where he goes three yeah. for three uh has two rbi including also the sack fly mm-hmm. uh and scores a run so he gets his first big league run he gets his first big league hit first big league three hit game uh first big league game tying rbi and game winning rbi right like and, and his, and his first hit was such a is such a tony gwen hit too oh yeah like they're they're so uh austin what did you say his name was third baseman from the riley riley austin riley was playing 20 yards off the left field line and he slapped it opposite field on him. Like, and it was so Willie Mays Hayes. It was, it was great. Such a good way. What, a, what amazing hustle. I love yeah. That. Uh, he, he saw the ball. Well, he was taking it to wherever field was open, wherever the ball was going to go and uh, did a good job of getting on base and, and finding ways to get around and, and ran well. And, it was fantastic to see. It was electric. It was electric to see him coming out, and everybody was very excited about him out there that day. And uh, he made also two ridiculous catches out in right field. Just, yeah, he did. Just again, electric. It was. It was an amazing atmosphere. Every time he came up, everyone's phones going up. Everybody's phones oh, going up. It was great. Speaking of WWE, he took a couple pops, bouncing off those walls too. Like both times, it was like, oh my god. And then yesterday, 
he hit Bryce. Train was going out and he was coming in. That dude's taking three WWF style hits, like <laughs> running into each other twice into a wall and then once into Bryce Train. Yeah, yeah, that dude was all over the place. It was insane. And for just a rookie coming up from the minor leagues. Mm-hmm. Yeah, who who was injured earlier this year. Otherwise, we would have probably seen him earlier in the year, too. There, When yeah. he got that third hit, there was as much noise emanating from that spot in Milwaukee as when Robin Young got his 3,000th hit. <laughs> Against Jose Uribe. I am 100%. And that's not or, lying. Not Uribe, Jose Mesa. When, Jose when, Mesa's when, yeah, the pitcher, yeah. When he got that third hit, it was so loud in there. It was so incredible. Now, maybe because it might be because the roof was closed, but I mean, it was insanely loud every time he came up. And then when he made that second catch, like in the left center or right center field gap, oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, was... that dude's already a legend in Milwaukee. He doesn't have to do anything else. Oh, yeah. No, it's fantastic. And then he's, the biggest, he's already the biggest Tony Plush. Yes. Because then today, today being Monday, uh, he hits a game-tying RBI. What kind of RBI? Well, it was a solo home run to tie the game. Um, the Brewers got the early one. Bring up Churio. Lead. Just bring up Churio. Let's do it. <laughs> we're going to win this thing with rookies, man. They... Terang, Terang, Freelich, Churio. Let's go. Let's and go. Weimer. Weimer, too. Yeah, oh, like Weimer a bunch too, of guys. Yeah. yeah. So think about this. Better here. than Winker. Yeah, better than Winker. So... The, the Brewers today, it, it starts off really well. They get a double by Yelich to start it off, then a hit by Contreras to bring him around. It's one nothing, no outs. It's fantastic. Uh, then a little bit later, De La Cruz gets, he was on, what was it, an 0 for 17 slump at that point against the Brewers. Uh, and then goes ahead. Which is amazing because that dude's awesome. Hits a two-run home run to give them the lead. He then strikes out the other times he comes up. That's the only hit he's had. In the last five games against the Brewers at this point. Uh, well, I mean, but it was that, a big one. It's a big and, one. And and to roll it back, too, I mean, that's basically what beat the Brewers was home runs. Sorry, I, yeah. it was, I backed away from the mic right. there. But, like, that's what beat him on Sunday. And that's what beat almost beat him on Saturday. And what beat him on Friday. Yep. We're just the home run shots, which you, you can't. It, it, it's the weirdest thing ever, like, is that you can't account for home run shots because the the pitchers once in a while they groove one the the bat i mean you said that with austin riley like that pitch that he hit out for a three-run homer which was a no doubter mm-hmm. on saturday like witnessed it with my own eyes like, yeah that that pitch was not a home run ball that was a manny ramirez kind of hit and you actually brought it up like when we were there too like how batters strike out now on those high high fastball pitches yeah when we were young, that was and, that was and the Manny hit Ramirez went. used to hit those low. He was the one that used to golf those low pitches out, man. Him hmm. and Kirby Puckett, man, they could dig down and get those things off the bottom of the plate and rake those things out. That's what everybody's looking for now, like, yeah. and that's what that pitch was. Like nobody, Mark McGuire is a high inside pitch out of the park anymore. Yeah, you know? it's the way that everything changed. So everybody used to pitch the high heat. All the pit, all the hitters got really good at hitting high heat. And then when they figured that out, everybody tried dropping everything low and, and working the low corners. And now everybody's been working on <laughs> dropping. And, knuckleball- and they, there was knuckleballers. Knuckleballers came back. <laughs> yeah, for I a mean, hot minute. A, a, a spurt of knuckleballers because everyone was hitting high heat. Anyways. Yeah. yeah. And so everyone learned to like go down to get, you know, to get elevation. And so everybody wants to be able to you know, swing the bat low. So, of course, when you're already coming down with the bat, coming back 
up to get that high fastball is hard. And that's also why Devin Williams is so effective. He pitches that breaking ball that drops off and then comes at you with high heat. So you're waiting on that um, that ball to break on a changeup, and then you realize it's fast, and you've got to come back up. Your hands are all wrong. Your shoulders are all wrong. Everything's wrong to hit it. And they miss all the time. So, yeah, it's it's the entire way batters have been working over the last, I don't know, 15 years maybe since McGuire has been working to hit the low pitch because that's where the pitchers were going to get away from the high heat. And now everybody's trying to find a way to pitch high heat. And if you can hit it, you're going to be in a good spot now. But, yeah, it's it's, it's a change of thought. It's, it's the biggest dock on Hero is that he can't hit the high heat. So everyone yep. just throws high heat on him. And but he, he just, doesn't lay off it either. And he doesn't lay off it. That's his problem. Yeah. And so, but which I still argue, he would still be better than Winker in the four spot at DH. I mean. Well, and here's my ah. thought. Just so everybody knows, too. I mean, you've already seen it. But we get the uh, to the ninth. And just like I was saying, if this team has a lead in the seventh, I feel they're going to win. Bottom of the ninth, they get, uh, what? Well, Let's see. So they get a walk from Perkins. Perkins then comes out. Uh, Winker gets a single as a pinch hit single today. Mm. Um, and then we get a, a single from Yelich. So no outs recorded in the ninth inning against the Brewers. There's a you know a, a walk, a single, and a single, and the game is over. Brewers win 3-2. Another, another win against the Reds. And, uh, yeah, just... You know, Sal Freilich getting his first home run uh, in this league. It's his third RBI already in three games. So, yeah, this is my thought, though. Now with Sal, Sal Freilich is he's not necessarily a big home run guy. So they've been no. playing him in – they played him in the four spot the other yeah, day. Last, yeah, yeah let's, uh, just, let's just go ahead and toss you in the four spot, see what happens. That, that doesn't seem fair to me. What I think – and here's my thought is put Sal Freilich in the one. Keep Contreras two, put Yelich back to three, and then you can move Adamas into four. He's been swinging from the heels for a couple months now. Tell him that that's the thing he should do. Um, When you've got him sitting there at three, he really should go to contact a little bit more. If you could put, I mean, like it feels like a better way of of organizing that. Put Freilich one. He's got the speed to play one. He's hitting pretty well to contact. Um, put him one, then Contreras, because he's he's on fire. Uh, he doesn't have the speed to be in the one spot, but it'd be good to have him in two, move the runner over. Yelich okay. there in three, increase his RBIs as well. And then, yeah, let Adamas clean it up if he needs to. I think that, I mean, like that that one through four feels good. Um, I mean, I don't know what goes on after that, but Johnny, I feel good Johnny, with that one through four. Johnny, Johnny, hear me out here. Hear me out here. Go ahead. Okay. I'll, I'll 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 let you put Sal first, right? Okay. And then put Yelich second. Okay. And then Contreras. All right. Trade Goldschmidt and put him third. <laughs> and then Willie Adamas, and then Owen Miller behind Willie Adamas. And then I don't give a, I don't give a crap after that. So. That that's a good. Uh, what have you got? So you've got. Three, four, five. That's one through six, then. All right. No, um, I'm on board with that. If they can make that happen, what are you trading to get Goldschmidt? You going to send him Chario? Uh, whoever else. Because that. that's what they're going to want. Perkins has been okay lately. I'm fine. Fine with him. Yeah, Perkins, Perkins, and Terang at the bottom of the order. Whatever. Bryce String is the quintessential great glove at second base that should be your nine hitter. 
yes, he should be your bottom. Who has a little bit of pop every once in a while. And, and he might get better soon. I think he'll yeah, get better. Probably bunt. He's good looking. He'll sell some jerseys. The girls like him. It's awesome. Yeah. He's got a batting average that looks like it was made by MLB The Show, or I, I guess more accurately, probably made by RBI Baseball. If anybody remembers RBI Baseball, he's got a batting stance that looks like RBI Baseball. We were like, that's he's, a weird way to put your body, but okay. And he's got he's got a face that looks like he could have played on. Like that's why I was telling John. It's like when you go on Baseball Reference and his his mug shot yes. that they put on there, it literally looks like he could have been on the '82 Brewers. You don't know. Yeah, he's got just a little bit of a beard, everything like that. He's skinny. He he's he's like a complete throwback. But me and you watched him play, make a play. John, and oh, yeah. that's the one thing. Like you can watch everything you want on on TV. Sometimes he made a play where he dang near got it on the right field line, running to his left, spun and threw it to first base on a on a rope. It's crazy. What terrain so, can do? I mean, that's what you need. That's you need an infielder like that. This team has too many infielders. We've talked about they're they're all second baseman. Owen right. Miller's Owen Miller shouldn't be at first or third. I mean, he should be at shortstop, maybe, but whatever. So, I mean, it's... I mean, it's a team of shortstops and second basemen. We don't have a true third baseman or first baseman at this point. We just that's, don't. That's what I said. You know, yeah. like trade for Goldschmidt. You know, I mean, it's not going to happen, but no. my God. Can, can we do something? That would be cool. Like, the, the Brewers are like... like I just I just laid out that, 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 that lineup for you. Take out Goldschmidt and just put anybody who... I mean, that could be Rowdy if Rowdy doesn't suck. <laughs> that's the problem it's like rowdy hasn't lived up to what he could be like he could be a 230 hitter but for some pop you know at least like get it to the fence for some sack flies and stuff yeah. like that it's not that there's nothing at the there's nothing at the corners we're not going to get it out of the outfield yelich i i mean craig council is playing mind games right now with yelich so he's not going to move him out of the first spot you know until something else happens you know, we're we're talking best case scenarios. I mean, until there's somebody else to protect Yelich's backside, what are we gonna do? Like they, they're out. He's yeah. I don't. Know. I'm yeah. I'm just trying to think of who else because it won't be Goldschmidt because they don't want to trade Show him. Atana, Tani. Let's go, go get Atani. Let's like. <laughs> yeah. Why not? Right. Just just well, trade the farm. Here, here's my thought. Back half of the season, Aaron. Aaron. Pete Alonzo. How about I that? that? I would, but I don't think that's going to happen. That team is garbage right now. They it have is garbage. No would, chance would, of, of making a wild card. 100%. I, I, what's his injury status right now? I don't know that he's got anything right now. I'm just trying to I go would, through I would take. I would take Pete Alonzo. He played today. Uh, he played today. Uh, today he went one for three with two strikeouts. He's betting 212, but, you know, his OPS is 794. He's 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 Pete Alonso, man. Though I mean, I'm just trying to like the teams that you're going to look for. If you're looking at places like that, like the Mets are out of it. I'm just trying to think who some of these other guys are. Um, Which is weird. Yeah, remember, remember that uh, um, was their last. Uh, um, his uh, our last uh, our last CEO. Um, oh yeah, last, Stearns. Stearns. Like everybody's like, oh, he's gonna go to the Mets, and the Mets, the Mets still—they don't do anything. They're in New York, and they never do anything. The Brewers are still in it. That's so crazy to me. They have such a huge lineup and so much pay, and they don't do anything. Um, 
but yeah, so I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, I'd take Pete Alonso in a heartbeat. Yeah, I'm just trying to find teams that are likely to be in that spot where they're going to like. But what do you have to um, give up for Pete Alonso, man? I mean, well, you're going to have to give up Chario. That's what you're going to have to do. Or Freilich. Um, one of the two. Yeah, it, it would have to be one of those two, I would think. Uh, so that's where where you are is like, and here's here's why I don't think they make any trades is because this team is not winning a World Series. That 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 Braves team is ridiculous right now. What you do is you say, yeah, that's is all fine. Um, maybe but, in a year or two we trade Weimer or something like that, and we get um, but, we have Chario and Freilich, and I guess. I don't know what we're going to do with this outfield in a couple of years because we've still got Yelich, but we're going to have Mitchell and Weimer and Freilich and Chario out there for two other spots. But what are we going to do when, when – I mean, how much longer are we going to have Burns? Yeah. And how much longer – notice how I said Burns, by the way. Burns. Burns how much longer are we going to have Burns and uh, Woodruff? Like, I, uh, I, I mean, and I mean, but I guess that's not even the point. Anymore. So basically, we haven't had Woodruff. So how much? I mean, I Woodruff guess should be back good. soon is the thought, but uh, but I guess but I guess I'm like answering my own questions right now. So basically, it's just burns. Yeah, you know. and then you're gonna say that we're two years away from Mizzierowski. Uh He's the fourth prospect in the Brewer system right now. I think he shows up in the top 100. I mean, are uh, the Brewers so. are the Brewers like full in going how the Packers are right now? Like these two, these two organizations have seemed to have been mirroring each other here recently, like just, paying, paying their big, pre, their big divas a whole bunch of money, and then just trying to wait out their contract and waiting for the new kids to come up. Like the the Packers this year, it's like, well, are they going to sign a big free agent or something? Of course they're not going to. They're this year's a, a complete wash. Like if it turns out good, it turns out good. If it turns out bad, it turns out bad. We're eating a huge contract from Aaron Rodgers and yeah. moving on. Mm-hmm. And then we're bringing up young kids. We're going to see what they can do and stuff like that. And that's what it feels like the Brewers are kind of doing with their offensive side, not so much their pitching side. Right. But so it's. Yeah, I mean, they got guys I mean, they're going to have to try to bring Trang, up yet. Two, in two years, Trang's going to be a, a very good second baseman. Right. And then we're going to start seeing Tyler Black come we're, up we're and possibly talking, play we're not, talking, we're not talking 300 batting average. But he's going to be no. gold glove, second baseman, bats 265 to 270, 10 home runs, 50 RBIs yeah. out of the ninth spot. And the Brewers just yeah. drafted the third baseman. They've got Tyler Black still uh, down there as another guy who can do that kind of work. Uh, and like I said, Mizorowski is going to be the interesting guy. Uh, he's six seven, and that dude is throwing 102, 103 different times. Robert Gasser is still somewhere in the system. Uh, they have some guys down here who are going to be a but little interesting. But, yeah, it's like we have too many outfielders at this point, too many young, but, good outfielders because right. Weimer's going to get better. Let's, let's, let's dig into the candy dish, way back into the candy dish, where uh-huh. the, the Werther's and the Butterscotch are at the bottom. Yeah, the ones like, you throw out. The ones you throw out. Old people candy. All, all the people <laughs> that they traded for CeCe Sabathia in 2007. Now, I'm going back. 15 years at this point, right? Laporta uh, Laporta wow. was the, or Laporta or whatever was the big one. Right. It was like, oh my God, we're trading away the third best prospect in baseball and two others that blah, blah, blah. They never all panned out. And CC Sabathia gave us the greatest four month run, three month, three month run. Whatever it was, it was great. It was great. And so, and that's what I'm talking about. It's like, now the Freilich kid, 
the Fraley kid's already – it's only three games in. He can ball. You can tell. But yeah. maybe they haven't figured him out yet. But this yeah. kid can ball, and everybody knew he could ball beforehand. Mm-hmm. The Churio kid is still not unproven. Yeah, he's Kira, still got some to do. I mean, we, we haven't seen what he can do because he hasn't been up here yet. Right. And that's why I said, get him up here so we can figure it out. But at the same time, so as an unproven commodity or something like that, like, I, I don't know. It's the pitching on this team is good enough. And it's this this lineup is one bat improving, one current bat currently improving, which it could. Yeah, maybe. And then infusing another bat as a rental. I mean, what else do the Brewers have to, I mean, what else it could are you going to do? It could get you at least being, because the Brewers could pass the Dodgers. They're right there with the Dodgers at this point. They're, they're not, right there with the Braves. They really well, are. They really are. They're, no, I mean, just, just record-wise. Record-wise, the Braves are a good eight, nine games ahead right now. And the Dodgers are just, they're they're right there. They're like a game ahead right now, I believe. Uh, so that's, that's the big thing is if you can catch the Dodgers, there's as long as they one don't game trade back. away Devin Williams at this point, like right. they could last season with Hader, who's right. about to be. I mean, they could bring. I, I, it's, it's sounding like they could bring because the Padres suck now too. They could probably bring back Hader, but we don't need more pitching. We need hitting. We do need hitting. The pitching is we fine. Need to score the bullpen's four fine. Four to five runs a game, and this team would be unbeatable. Right. So yeah, that would be. I mean, yeah. on Saturday, I'm sorry, I'm really carrying on here. You go ahead. But on, but on Saturday, um, starting pitcher, help me out here. The Saturday game that was Hauser. Hauser, like I said, got shelled in in the third. Yeah, and then he locked it. One big down. hit. Locked it down. And he was he good had, for the first two innings too. Like he yeah. had five strikeouts in the first two innings. Just like, locked it down. Yeah, and this that's what these pitchers are because you can't do it. You can't just be perfect all the time. No. Mariano Rivera is one of the few that could do it. And that dude had an unhittable pitch. You know, like, that's the reason why he was the last one that got to wear Jackie Robinson's number. You know, because <laughs> he wasn't a nobody. Right? Right. Yeah. And it's like, it's just, they're, they're a bat and a half away. Like, anything that can take the pressure off Yelich and Adamas. Because Adamas has nobody backing him up. Yeah, Adamus has after him. It's like they they he gets he gets, you know, Barry Bonds had a most of his career had someone behind him that was somewhat of a danger, you know. And Yelich right now they they're batting him lead off because what else are you gonna do? There's no one else in the lineup to cover his six. You know he's yeah. gonna get all the good pitches unless he's lead off. You mm-hmm. know so. Yeah. So that's, Sorry, yeah, I, no, that was, that was that was about a twenty minute rant. I'll I'll shut my shop. No, that's good. I like that. That was a lot, lot to kind of go through. Like, there's a lot of things they could do. There's a lot of places they could look. I don't think that this team does make a trade because of what, like you're saying, what it looks like they're trying to do right now is say, man, we got a lot of young guys, uh, and it would be really cool if we just brought them all up together, and and you know didn't. Didn't just it's, keep it, trading it, them it, away. It's, it's almost worked three times in the last two decades. They have to do right. something slightly different. The like thing is, like I've said too, I, though, like I, the JJ Hardy Brewers, the Ryan Braun Brewers, and then the Christian Yelich Brewers, like they almost worked, but something was lacking. Well, Yelich was a big trade too. That's the big thing. That was like, a trade. I'm they just went saying, out and like, got somebody. Yeah, that was interesting. 
yeah. So I'm just saying that there's something like the Yelich thing was different. That's the closest they've gotten. They got to Game Seven against the Dodgers, and they should just think. And I'm about to start crying thinking about that they didn't, because <laughs> I had to listen to it on a radio at Fort McCoy while I was in the field, and I was so mad. Um, but uh, I mean, Fair. it's just it's something different. Something different. Like I don't, but I don't want like all the good kids. But at the same time, you talked about the CC Spazia trade, and you're like, oh my god, they're giving up so much for him, and then like you never hear that person ever again. It's like, well, sh- you know, shoot, like what do you do? And you can't trade the Freelick kid. No, I wouldn't right? say so. No. I wouldn't at this point. Not at this point. I'd trade anybody but the Freelick kid, you know. So here's the thing is, is like what we've got there is actually the top prospect is still in, in double A right now because he's nineteen. Uh Jackson Chario. There's there's a significant chance that if the Brewers hold on to some of these other guys that he's the piece get, gets traded either that, or you have to start saying, what are we doing with Mitchell and Weimer? Uh, if we're going to bring up Jackson Chario and Sal Freilich and keep Yelich, or even just say, I don't know who else we, you know, we've got guys there who can, can cover a lot of space in that, that outfield and are, are good gloves. And Mitchell, by the way, everyone's maybe forgotten that was fantastic in center. Like he is a vacuum in center field. For as great as Weimer has been, and he has been fantastic defensively, uh, he stole a home run today. By the way, he took he's, he's the reason that um, De La Cruz only had one home run today because he put two over the fence, but Weimer pulled one right back. Uh, so I mean, like the, the defense that he provides has been fantastic. It's hard to see cutting a lot of these guys, but there are only three out, uh, outfield spots. And somebody's going to have to either find their way to just be the okay backup for a long while or find their way onto another roster to get us a different actual starter. Cause I and mean, honestly, yeah. and honestly, since Yelich has started playing like his old ways again, I'm not a big fan of getting rid of Yelich anymore either. You need somebody who's a veteran gotta have to a, do something. You got to have a veteran dude. Yeah. You need one. There are one none. Guy like that. Yeah. It's Brody's him and Contreras. Brody's a veteran and he's sucked this year. Like, yeah. He's, he's He's not. Well, he started hot and it's just nothing now. He's just been nothing. Just, just nothing. But I mean, Yelich is a legit. He's MVP. I mean, the kids look up to that man. Like you know they do. Yeah. We're fans. We're sitting out here on the outliers. Like God, that dude's washed. But at the same time, the like, dudes look up to that. Like they watched him play when they were coming up. You know. So he's their only real all star that they have on offense. Yeah, and they he, have an MVP. They have an MVP, and they have a Cy Young. And that Cy Young's going to be gone after next year. Yeah, so like it. it's a lot easier to keep the, the the MVP than it is a Cy Young. And I'm, I, and he's starting to look. He's obviously he obviously was injured. Yeah, yeah. Coming Something back off that knee injury it took a while. Yeah, and the concussion and everything else. Believe me, someone that's had twelve concussions, I can't play bar league softball anymore because of concussions we were talking about barley softball last week with the with the triple play triple but like play? i can't oh, i can't funny. anymore because i can't hit a ball okay because and i'm just and i'm a, i'm a nothing i'm i'm not i'm just i'm a, I'm a jay just another guy like who used to be an athlete right but right. like concussions aren't a joke like and that's no. the reason why people wash out like he had a legitimate concussion and after he had the concussion like all the other injuries like he just couldn't hit the ball 
I remember I had I had a concussion where when we were still living up in Hermantown, I had some PV, PVC pipes that were up in the garage, and one of them rolled and landed square on the top of my head. And it knocked me to the ground. I was unconscious for about, I don't know, I, I don't know how long it was because nobody else was there. And I got up, and it couldn't have been more than half an hour, <laughs> I guess. And then I, the next time I went to play bar league softball, I couldn't hit a ball anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's not good. And it's because you, you it happens, you yeah. know. And then I could play bar league softball after that once I was, you know. But, you know, I've had concussions. And so, like, it takes some time. Justin Morneau never came back from concussions, you know? Right, yeah. So, and that dude won a home run. Uh, yeah, one home run derby, yeah. Beat out <laughs> Josh Hamilton. When, when Josh Hamilton, when he... <laughs> hit, Josh Hamilton hit way more home runs than he did, but, yeah, the winner was, was Morneau. Morneau. Justin Morneau. We went, uh, this isn't even mine, but I guess I'll take it home. Anyways, <laughs> um, go Canada. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, no, it's, I mean... Yeah. I guess. I guess we've made this podcast mostly about the breweries. This is great. Yeah. Well, we can move on to a couple other things because I think we covered a lot there. We do have, again, two more games against the Reds, and then there will be a series in Atlanta after a day off. So we'll see them again. And then we get Washington, who's not good, and uh, we'll see what we do there. But the other things that we do have, we do actually have some Packers news um, because, you know, there was an owner's meeting for today for one thing that that was oh, interesting dear. john were you in attendance i did attend the owners meeting today were you really that far behind the guy in uh the aaron jones jersey oh i was quite a ways back uh that okay. was fun so anyone who doesn't know you can see on my twitter uh there was a guy who showed up in full pads in an aaron jones jersey with a helmet shoulder pads everything uh and he was just gosh is he fun you don't have that at any other uh owners meeting where like Somebody shows up to Apple dressed like, you know, Jobs or something like that. They're like, let me tell you about the Macintosh. You know, and like, oh, oh, he, gosh, was, he wasn't a big tubby guy like me or you either. He was a, a, He's a little guy. guy. He's a smaller yeah. guy. Yeah. yeah. So it was... He looked like he could have been a running back in the NFL. Well, not quite, but yeah. Yeah. I would have still he, he been. Looked, a... He looked the part. Yeah. And uh, I got some some decent little photos of everything there. Uh, Gutenkunst went on for a while talking about the team. And then he talked about the draft. And this is the funny part is. They did a, a video board, you know, highlights of all the players they drafted. And he mentioned all of them, talked about what they do, what they're excited about. Um, maybe he didn't plan for the applause with every single name or something, but he was not keeping up with the video. So he's like two, three players back, then four or five players back, and just they just just so, done. <laughs> sorry, sorry, John. What's our first first round draft pick's name out of Iowa? Oh, Lucas Van Ness. So so what was so what was the part about him on the whiteboard? He's gonna run after the quarterback on every play. Yeah, he's gonna. He's gonna and get him. done. Yeah, done, done, done. Uh, There's no. He'll drop back into coverage. Ever? No, he won't. No, he's gonna run after the quarterback on every single play. There will be a way that they will find a way to make him cover. It, it, it's what they will do just to make me angry. Um, they did have some other interesting stuff. Uh, as everybody knows, the NFL hates this meeting because they put out all the financial stuff. So the Packers' biggest thing is, and the way Mark Murphy talked about it is, you know, they don't have an owner with deep pockets who can just show up and do crazy things. So what they do is they have this investment fund that they continually try to build up the investments. Uh, anyone who doesn't know, basically the Packers own from Lambeau Field to the highway. They own the land the Cabela's is on out there. And, and they, they own they all of Title Town District. They pump all their money into the local VFW. 
Yeah. The VFW actually is the biggest organization that owns the Packers because uh, a lot of the guys from the VFW own, they own several hundred shares beforehand. And those shares split. Taxes. Yeah, they split on them a while back. And so, yeah, there's a lot of guys at local VFW who own a lot of shares there. And, um, but they, they went through and they've got the actual allocation was broken down as to um, the amount in equity, which has actually been kind of increasing over the years. The Packers' fixed income is now locked in at 31%. They keep 5% cash on hand and they keep 64% in equity. Uh, that's as of June of this year. Uh, in March, it was 66% equity, 32% uh, fixed income, and then 2% cash. So they've they've kind of kept a, a, an idea of where they want to be, which has increased the amount of cash and increased the amount that they've kept in equity uh, over the last four years. Uh, so they've been decreasing that fixed income percentage in terms of their uh, investment allocation, and that's one of the things they were talking about. <laughs> their investment returns. So... Anybody who's been doing things in the market knows that the people have been losing uh, for a little bit this this time. So the Packers lost money on their one-year returns on investment, but also they lost at a rate lower than their dynamic benchmark that they would go at. So they're winning, in a way of speaking. Right. Uh, they're still up plus 4.44% on the five-year corporate reserve, which is roughly the same as the benchmark it's slightly below the point uh, the 4.36 benchmark that they they try to maintain they had a so, lot of c- cool other things too um uh shoot um mcnab dexter mcnab former packer is one of the guys who helps with the foundation anyone who doesn't know the packers are a charitable organization they give out a, a certain amount of money um since 1986, created by Judge Robert J. Perrins. This is a vehicle for using contributions to charities. So the Green Bay Packers Foundation gives out money annually. Uh, goal is to assist as many nonprofit organizations across the state that impact the well-being of Wisconsin's residents. Um, last year, their yearly distribution was $2.6 million uh, that they give out to people. They did uh, $1.35 million in impact grants. Uh, they gave out another um, grants, the 243 other grants at uh, 1.25 million. Uh, so yeah, they've been working on, well, on homelessness mean, the Packers, stuff. The Packers are considered a nonprofit organization, correct, John? Correct, and they. So, so I mean, they have to keep up with their income to yeah. outcome. I yeah, mean, they have in, to maintain in, income to output. Yeah, to, they they do give out a, a good amount of money. They, I mean, they obviously do have reserves that they maintain and do things with that. But yeah, they they do this. Um, they they looked at the grants actually were distributed to forty nine of the counties in Wisconsin. There are seventy two. So I mean, like th- they didn't get Portage County or Wapaka or uh, out of Gamey, which is kind of funny. Uh, or is that Winnebago? Uh, Adams, Juno, uh, Marquette. It looks like Sauk. Uh, Grant County, uh, Jefferson County, a couple of those in there. I think that's uh, Vernon County, Trempolo County. Because I know <laughs> I know my counties. Well, so what can I say? Uh, I think Menominee up there, too, and Oconto. So, yeah, a couple of those up that way. They, I mean, there's, what, what there's a good number. Superior, what county is Superior in? Superior is in Douglas County. No, and, I got it. And they had uh, three grants distributed to Douglas County. 
Uh, one to Ashland they got, County. They got, they, got, they got snow money up there. Yeah, yeah. The people who asked for it, the minimum grant size is 4000 maximum of 8000 Uh The average grant is f- uh, 5100 Uh They also went through their disbursement cycle. Uh, health and wellness took up the majority of their grant donations. Uh, drug and alcohol abuse and violence uh, treatment took up 21%. Animal welfare was 10% of the disbursement. Uh, and then civic and community uh, things came up at 13%. Uh, so, 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 so John, so John, yeah. before you go on any further, yes. um, so these are things that other teams might or might not do, but we don't know. We don't know. I don't have that, that data because we don't, they don't have to put out anything. The reason the NFL hates this is the Packers as a, is a publicly owned organization with shareholders has to have a meeting annually where the shareholders are invited, where the shareholders vote on a board of directors who will run the team, board of directors hires, you know, the president and all the other people who run the day-to-day, uh, which now, you know, Dexter McNabb is on there. So is George Coons, and now Leroy Butler has joined the board of directors as well for the Green Bay Packers. Ah, George Coons, um, who is yeah. a friend of, friend, friend of the show. He's, yeah, him and my mom <laughs> have met numerous times really? because my mom's on the state school board. Yeah. Well, tell her to get him on the show. We would love to talk to him. <laughs> I would I would love to, too, and uh, maybe we'll try and work that angle. That would be fabulous. Um, the 2023 foundation cycle has begun. They have 371 grant applications already submitted between May to July 1st, uh, focusing mo- mostly at this point on elderly, homelessness, human services, and hunger. So those are the big things the Packers are going to be looking to do uh, in terms of uh, getting stuff uh, and giving out money. One of the other cool things they did talk about was um, you may notice if you go to Lambeau Field this year that they have a brand new facility on the east side of the building. Uh, I believe it used to be the was it the Oneida Gate over there, the one with the big stairway. Uh, they have some new corporate sponsors as well now. So there is an Invisalign gate at this point, which is hilarious. Um but they, they created a brand new facility essentially for player meetings. Uh, it's also going to host their, their large-scale um, team meeting rooms. Uh, all the player stuff and coaches stuff is all going to be within about a two-floor space. So they're all going to be pretty close together. It's also going to have their indoor um, like rehab facility where they have a small field where they can do offense and defensive things as well as rehab assignment things. Um and they said it, it really, the other thing is that the players and coaches actual uh, parts of the building were too far apart before. So they've now moved them all in basically together. And they also now have a brand new draft room, uh, which none of us were allowed to go in there. Obviously they said, uh, Mark Murphy, well, that's where they keep all, that's where they keep all the beer, right? Mark Murphy doing one of his, you know, Super infamous. Uh, everyone knows he's a hilarious man. Uh, made jokes. He's like, yeah, I think that um, Brian will be very angry and uh, if we try to show you anything in there. I was like, there's nothing in there right now, right? Like, it's the highest technology, which of course makes me laugh in a in a sense because it's like, what is the technology you need other than an internet, you know, court? I mean, like, you need Bill, internet. Bill Belichick did it his kitchen one year, right? And he's actually bad at drafting. Uh, especially offense, like for the most part, he's been kind of bad at it. But anyhow, all of that stuff is brand new. They built all that. The new scoreboards, which are twice as wide as the previous scoreboards, as well. 
So when they look at the uh, projections here, the Packers actually made less money this year. A uh, big part of that is they were negative $20 million on their uh, investments because they took the money out of the investment and put it into all these improvements around Lambeau Field, which cost taxpayers nothing. Um, and then, you know, they just didn't make as much this year, and they'll make more next year. So there's about a $30 million difference, which is mostly just the improvements. Um, and the one other thing which I texted Aaron just because I wanted to remember it, uh, this is how I remember things for the show. So I just text him to Aaron. He's like, what are yeah. you doing? Uh, <laughs> but um, the well, Packers... Why, why are you sending me this? Yeah, why do I want this? Uh, the Packers actually had a slight decrease in expected income because of the London game. It's an entire game where they lose all that home revenue. Uh, for anyone who doesn't know, the revenue for a professional football team comes from uh, two things. One of them is... Uh, the, the the TV money, the, the shared revenues, which does, isn't just the TV money, but is mostly that. Um, if you go on the websites and buy uh, you know, anything from NFL.com or anything like that, all that's shared revenue. You buy a jersey online, that's shared revenue. So all of that happens that way. What makes money for the team that they don't have to share is, first off, if you buy a jersey, but you buy it at uh, Lambeau Field. If you buy it actually on site, the team keeps all that money. If you buy it online, they got to share that. So the Packers had $374,352,000 in shared national revenue. Their local revenue was $235,922,000, which is up from the year before. You know, so that you're, local you're stuff Houston. Yeah, yeah. That local stuff is you know, everything bought in the pro shop, it includes everything they do. Like if you go do the um, Lambeau Field tour, that's local revenue that they keep. They share none of that revenue. If you go eat at the ice cream place there or at the 1919 restaurant, all of that is local revenue they keep. Also, if you, you know, all the rents and all the stuff they collect from the Titletown district, all of that is local revenue that they do not share. So all of that stuff is great. When they lose a game day, they lose ticket revenue, they lose pro shop revenue, they lose the revenue from the places across the street, uh, all the title town money, that's the stuff they lose money on. So when they lose a game day, they lose that event, and that's local money that they don't have to share. So that's they actually lost a little money by having to have a home game played in London. And they said, and that's why, you know, once every eight years is about all we'd care to ever do. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it makes sense. You lose money on that. It's a fun Green thing for Bay, the league. Green Bay loses. Green Bay, it's the biggest loss for Green Bay to have an overseas game. But they say oh, also. Any team in the NFL. But it was the highest rated London game ever. So they're definitely going to try to make the Packers do it again. Which, which everybody else gets a piece of, you know. Mm-hmm because of the revenue share. So. Yeah, you don't make more by being on Monday Night Football more than anyone else. You make the same money because it's national money. All of that is shared revenue, the TV stuff. So, yeah. Um, the other thing they said is... When that was a lot of numbers, John. It was. I try to help out because what happens at the owners' meetings is kind of interesting, I think. Um, the other thing they brought up is 2025, the draft will be in Green Bay or Ashwabanon, technically, whatever. Um, they're expecting that it will be essentially the same for the city of Green Bay as seven home games. 
uh, in terms of what the city itself will be able to collect from this, the income from the city in terms of hotels and restaurants and merchandise and all the other stuff around town, seven home games added essentially that, that should be going into the local community and the local economy. So they're very excited about that. And everybody I think should be, uh, I'm definitely going to plan on be there. If I have to sleep in my, my car, I will be doing that, whatever it takes. Um, well, your boy won't be sleeping in a car because I was smart you enough went and got that. 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 <laughs> I'm going to sleep to, on Aaron's to, to floor re- in his hotel room. Yeah. Well, you <laughs> might have, I, I, I don't know what we're going to do with yet. So we got a hotel room right after they, I was down in Indiana uh, on TDY when they announced on Twitter that <laughs> the draft was going to be in Green Bay. Yeah. I mean, I'm not sure if it's still going to be on that weekend yet or not. That hasn't been announced, no. but we had to guess. They didn't and, have a weekend uh, put up there either, so yeah. Last weekend in April, I, I booked myself a hotel room in Green Bay, and uh, yeah, we'll be there. Yeah, so, we should be fun. Yeah, right. that's crazy. Those are the big things they talked about at the meeting. Um, they had a quorum. The board of directors was voted on and elected, uh, as was requested by the board uh, administrator who recommends people to the board. Um, if you have anybody you want to be uh, named to the board, apparently have to be in before March of next year uh, through the nomination process, which is apparently available somewhere. Uh, they have to be nominated by March 1st uh, in order to be on the roster for people who could be elected. Because, by the way, you can, as an owner, you can go and nominate somebody to be on the board, and they'd be up for election then. So <laughs> that's always an option, I guess, if you want to try it. Um and I will think about that because that just sounds awesome. But yeah, either way, uh, it, it was a good time. I mean, you, you got family do. ties to the Packers, so maybe you could. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, we'll see. I'm not going to hold my breath on that. But either way, it was a fun week for Wisconsin sports. Uh, Packers training camp opens the day after the shareholders meeting, so that'll be going on tomorrow. Uh, they usually do the Packer 5K right around this time too, so it's probably this weekend. Uh, right before the owners' meeting, I think they do it the Saturday there for the Packers 5K, which is a lot of fun. You can't actually run on the grass, but they let you run around the little rubberized walkway around the outside of the field that puts you on the giant scoreboard and everything. So yeah, um, that's about all we've got. Aaron, did you have anything else to add before we close up for the day? You maybe have to look back into my Gmail and I just resent myself. <laughs> I'm gonna have to resend my email to myself uh, for St. Benedict's uh, or St. Brendan's Inn for uh draft weekend in 2025 or... <laughs> okay because uh, yeah I'll, it's it's gonna get lost otherwise so uh, true yeah. i believe it all right everybody thank you for joining us for another wonderful week of wisconsin sports we'll be back next week again uh, remember to follow us on twitter at scotty johnny pod at not so humble host and at cheddar talk and remember whether you are on the town or on the go it is always on Wisconsin. This has been the Scotty Johnny Podcast. Remember to find the boys on Twitter at ScottyJohnny1 or online at ScottyJohnny.com. Thanks for listening and on Wisconsin.